0: You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia.
1: From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. An extended version of an inspector general's report detailing unlawful conduct by members of Virginia's Parole Board has stirred up controversy in state politics. The new allegations have led lawmakers on both sides to call for an investigation. Patrick Larson reports.
0: Republican Senator Bryce Reeves and Democratic Senator John Bell asked the chamber's judicial committee chair to appoint a slate of lawmakers to investigate. They say an independent review is needed to restore faith in the state's parole board, which faced controversy over failing to report certain prisoner releases. Republican Senator Mark Obenchain agrees. He told the body on Wednesday that Governor Ralph Northam and the inspector general should be scrutinized, too. There
2: is a cover-up that has occurred.
0: Northam told the press that he wouldn't comment on the extended report without first reading it. Current Parole Board Chair Tanya Chapman also asked the governor to investigate the matter. Chapman said in a letter obtained by VPM that she never saw the draft report or allegations made against her. Patrick Larson,
1: VPM News. Governor Northam's spokesperson told VPM News that as of midday Thursday, they've not received the draft copy of the inspector general's report, despite multiple requests. A bill requiring schools to offer an in-person learning option is headed to Governor Ralph Northam's desk to be signed. As Roberta Roldan reports, the Senate took a final vote on the bill Thursday. Republicans tried multiple times to attach an emergency clause
0: to the bill, requiring schools to start implementation immediately after being signed into law. But that failed to pass. As it stands, a bill mandates schools to start offering an in-person option before the fall semester begins. It also lays out some guidance for reopening, including following CDC guidance for preventing COVID-19 outbreaks and offering all educators and staff access to the vaccine. While there have been objections from both parties about the plan, it passed both the House and the Senate with bipartisan support. Governor Ralph Northam previously requested schools provide an in-person option by mid-March,
1: but some school districts like Richmond said they weren't going to meet that goal. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Teachers and state employees could get a 5% pay raise under a revised state budget, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The larger raises are possible because Virginia took in $730 million more than expected in state revenue. State-supported local employees like sheriff's deputies would also get raises under the proposal. A final vote on the budget is expected by Monday. The rest of Virginia will join the City of Richmond and some Northern Virginia localities in renaming Jefferson-Davis Highway. On Thursday, lawmakers gave final approval to a bill that will rename Route 1 to Emancipation Highway across the Commonwealth. The move comes as communities across the South continue to grapple with the legacy of the Confederacy. Davis was president of the short-lived Confederate States of America. Sponsored by Delegate Josh Cole, the bill would delay the renaming until the start of 2021. That gives local officials time to decide if they want to choose a different name than Emancipation Highway. Supporters of the bill have said the renaming is necessary because Davis's name and his support for slavery is now considered offensive. Archaeologists discovered human remains at the historic First Baptist Church in Williamsburg. Jonah Grinkowitz from our partner station, WHRV, has more on the new findings.
0: First Baptist in Williamsburg is one of the oldest black churches in the country. Colonial Williamsburg archaeologists have been working with members to excavate at the church's original location. After finding grave shafts in November, they expanded their digging to the surrounding area.
2: So far, we have found one uh, human tooth and one probable human finger bone.
0: Jack Gary is the lead archaeologist on the team. He says they're working with the Institute for Human Biology at William & Mary to confirm the bone fragments are human. Connie Harshaw runs the Let Freedom Ring Foundation. They raise money to research First Baptist history. She's hopeful that DNA from the bone fragments can help them identify the remains.
1: At the end of the
0: day, we want to find out who they are and, if possible, connect any surviving descendants to those burials. That could be a long ways off. Jonah Grinkwitz, VPM News.
1: Yesterday, the Henrico School Board approved a budget for the upcoming fiscal year. The proposal is about $23 million more than the current operating budget. It accounts for last year's COVID-related budget reductions in areas like infrastructure and professional education services. The spending plan doesn't account for employee pay raises, which will be considered later in the budget process. After the County Board of Supervisors refused the proposal, the school board is expected to hold a final vote in May, and the approved budget will go into effect July 1st. State funding for schools will look a bit different this year thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. Lawmakers typically rely on enrollment numbers to decide how much money each district gets. But some experts are raising red flags this time around. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports.
2: At first glance, Governor Ralph Northam's current budget proposal includes some sharp reductions. For the next two years, it suggests cutting $27 million statewide for special education and $20 million for English language learners. But these cuts were not intentional, instead they were triggered automatically by Virginia's latest enrollment figures. The fewer students a school has, the less state money it gets.
1: Schools
0: are facing um, just this short-term temporary decline in student enrollment during the pandemic.
2: That's Chad Stewart with the Commonwealth Institute for Fiscal Analysis. As districts debated staying in person or going virtual, many dissatisfied parents withdrew their children from public education in favor of private schools or homeschooling. Stewart says this impact of the pandemic is now reflected in the budget. To address this, Northern is proposing more than $500 million of no-loss funding for the next two years.
0: The no-loss funding corrects for those declines. It helps schools kind of break even for what the assumed student enrollment was supposed to be before the pandemic. And that's why that no-loss funding is so important.
2: But some local officials are worried lawmakers are relying on the wrong data. Keith Perrigan is the superintendent for Bristol Public Schools. He's also the president of the Coalition of Small and Rural Schools of Virginia, which represents 78 districts. Perrigan says lawmakers should look at actual enrollment numbers from March 2020, right before schools closed because of the pandemic. Instead, they're using predictions from December 2019.
0: And because of that simple little change, it has a huge impact on a lot of school divisions who will receive less money because the projections were
2: off in the first place. Take Hopewell, for example. Enrollment data from last year shows that district lost 50 students during the pandemic. But compared to 2019 projections, it would seem Hopewell actually gained two students. Under the current formula, Hopewell is set to lose $1.6 million of no-loss funding. That's $431 per student. Perrigen says this formula hurts rural counties and poor school divisions the most. His own is set to lose $70,000.
0: $70,000 for Bristol? <laughs> that's a lot of money for a small school division like Bristol.
2: Meanwhile, more affluent school districts seem to benefit from lawmakers using the 2019 predictions. The Commonwealth Institute says that's because richer schools have historically had more accurate enrollment projections. Chesterfield, for example, would gain $5 million, and Prince William County in Northern Virginia would get nearly $10 million. At this point, those districts would lose that funding if lawmakers turned to using March 2020 data instead of the 2019 projections.
0: There are winners and losers from using either benchmark, so the most equitable approach in our mind is to take the best of the two.
2: That would require adding $20 million to the no-loss fund. Advocates say that's a small price to pay since Virginia saw an unexpected tax revenue surplus of $730 million last year. But based on lawmakers' latest budget draft, they may actually head in the opposite direction. In what may be their final version of the budget, members of the House and Senate have actually agreed to decrease total no-loss funding by about $70 million. They say this is related to changes to the sales tax and other revised items in the budget. The General Assembly is expected to vote on the final budget over the weekend before it goes to the governor's desk. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, BPM News. For more details on this story,
1: go to vpm.org slash news.
0: This newscast was recorded on
1: Thursday, February 25th at 6 p.m.
0: Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at myvpm.